Grounded Radio is a podcast on creativity, well-being, personal growth, and spiritual journeys. The ladies of Grounded embark on a journey of what it means to be our most authentic self and lead a well-balanced life. Be inspired and tune in to the raw conversations that bridge our human connection and raise our frequencies. This is Grounded Radio. Hello, beautiful beings. You are now tuning in to the Grounded Podcast, where we share your well-being, art, and lifestyle stories to connect and inspire. This is Bianca. This is Marika. Hi, this is Karina. And we are pleased to introduce our next guest. She's our first female guest of the season, a mother of two, and the owner of lifestyle brands Tropicali, Fun Nest, and Something Personal. She also founded Momzilla, one of the biggest fairs for moms in Manila. She recently launched her latest venture, Milk Easy, a brand for breastfeeding mothers. She has definitely kept the mothers engaged on Instagram by sharing her personal experiences with us on her pregnancy and birth during the pandemic, and even adding PPEs to her product lines. We really admire this woman for sharing her gifts and talents with us. She shows us that finding balance while merging family life with entrepreneurial life is possible, and we can't wait to hear more about it and talk with her. Please give a warm welcome to Audrey Pastelero. Welcome to the Grounded Podcast, Grounded Radio. We're so happy to have you on the show. How have you been? Back to ECQ. Thanks for having me. I'm really excited to be here. I've been great, I think. I've been coping pretty well. So I hope that you guys have been coping well also with staying home. Oh my gosh, it's been a challenge, but better safe. And we really liked your post today about how important it is now more than ever to practice kindness and to support each other. Thank you for that. I just feel like um, everyone's just going through their own challenges right now. Then they're coping in different ways. You do see some people out and like seeing their friends, but we shouldn't judge them. And if it's us, we should just carry on doing what we want to do because we all have to cope differently and everyone has their own perspective right now. Definitely. We're all doing the best we can. And that being said, we'd like to congratulate you on giving birth to your beautiful baby boy, Sandro, in the midst of this crazy, crazy pandemic too. Thank you. Could you share with us what it was like for you giving birth during such an uncertain time? Well, clearly it was so strange to be giving birth to someone when like everyone was at home or like everyone's kind of panicking over the pandemic. But honestly, it was actually much easier than, than usual because like there's no one that you interact with. You just go straight to the hospital. Even before giving birth, life was so simple. Like there's no baby showers. There's no, it's a bit sad, but it's also simple. And it helps, it helped me kind of rest before giving birth too. That's so interesting. And that makes so much sense because there's so many events leading up to the main event that sometimes you feel spent. It's actually so tiring. You're right. All the showers. I mean, yes, the showers are fun. You get gifts and see your friends and dress up. But wow, like afterwards, you're like, I'm too pregnant for this. I just need to rest. <laughs> it's a good time to binge eat too. Oh, yeah. gosh. Oh, my gosh. But I guess like the only thing that kind of sucks is that your husband doesn't get to be with you in the delivery room. I mean, how was that experience? Like having to like say bye. Yeah. That was major, but the doctors are so supportive. Like the nurses and the doctors do understand the situation that you're in and they're so supportive. I didn't feel alone the whole time. Like 
and they'd be there sending updates to my husband and they would take photos and videos from their phones also. Did you have a, a C-section or did you do a normal delivery? I had a C-section. So we were scheduled. I went in. We knew what time I was going to begin. And I was awake most of the time. And like my doctor was just there holding my hand. I had people holding my hand the whole time. I was so nervous. That's really good. Yeah. I remember when I gave birth because my first child was... Um, was a normal delivery and the second one was a c-section so i was still nervous and i was hugging the anest not the anesthesiologist but just the guys helping me out like holding me and i was hugging them so hard while they put the anesthesia me too like my doctor was my my ob was hugging me when they were putting the epidural and i was like oh my god tell me when it's done yeah exactly so yeah they're they're there for you too that sounds great because we have a lot of friends who are expecting soon and I know they'll be listening to this podcast. So do you happen to have any advice for moms-to-be who are scheduled to give birth anytime soon? You know, a lot of people are avoiding hospitals, but it's inevitable you end up going. I did get a lot of these questions also after giving birth. So I, I posted a video of my experience from my COVID test until giving birth, the, the, the delivery room and everything. And really, my advice is to just keep calm. I'm not sure about the other hospitals, but Makati Med has been handling it really well. My first time there, I was so scared because like, you don't want to go to a hospital. That's where all the diseases are. And when I entered, like, you have signs everywhere that remind people to social distance. The hospitals are quite empty, actually. So yeah, enter with, uh, with a calm and open mind. Be open-minded that anything may happen but just stay calm and you also have to accept the change like you can't go in there and be like i wish that there was no pandemic um if there wasn't if only there wasn't a pandemic i could do this i could do that like that wouldn't really help anymore just accept the situation we're in and then make the most of it at least the people giving birth now we have a great story to tell in the years to come it's not that funny now but it'll be funny like five years maybe. And the biggest piece of advice is take your COVID test. I have a lot of moms that gave birth a, a few days before and after me and their COVID results didn't come out before they gave birth. So even if they were negative, they had to be put in the COVID ward, which was really stressful. Um, I was lucky that mine came out just in time for giving birth. So I got to stay in the, in the maternity ward. The nurses were all there to help me. If you stay in the COVID ward, you are with the other PUIs. And like it's a, it's a lot more stressful because you don't have the nurses helping you. And you're also like kind of anxious about the germs coming into your room. Wow, that's great advice. And did you take the swab test or the rapid? You took the full one? Yeah, I did. So I was so lucky because I, they normally schedule you a few days before you're due. Um, whether or not you're normal or a C-section. And with me, I took my COVID test in the morning and I, my water broke when we got home. So I went right back to the hospital after. Oh my gosh. Oh my gosh. And also if it makes you feel better, just like go in full on PPE. It's probably not that necessary, but it made me feel so much safer that I was just covered from head to toe. Okay, that is great advice. So you guys heard that. Take your COVID tests and go in full PPE if possible. And Audrey, how did you manage your mental health throughout everything? 
Did you take on any new practices or double down on existing ones like meditation or prayer? Well, to be honest, my everyday lifestyle is kind of like ECQ. Like I stay home all the time and I'm pretty much a hermit. So I'm always at home. Um, I think what I did the most during this time for my own health are my plants. Um, I did take on a new hobby. I, I have had my plants for more than two years now, but like I really got into it during the pandemic. I went full on propagation mode and it's pretty therapeutic. Like I love my plants. They're my new children. <laughs> I wish I really wish I could keep plants alive. I just bought a book called How Not to Kill Your House Plant. <laughs> they always talk about green thumbs. I don't believe in a green thumb. Like I just read up so much about like how to take care of plants. It's hard work. <laughs> Moving on to the next question. Do you have any advice for first-time mothers in general? Like not including the aspect of having a pandemic looming over everyday lives, but just in general. Okay, um, for any first-time mom, one, get all the sleep you can get, get all the help you can get, and you have to, like, accept the challenge. Enter with, like, be, prepared, be mentally, emotionally, and physically prepared for no sleep. Or, like, when they say no sleep, it, it's for real. Like, you wake up at 3 o'clock, at 6 o'clock, at 9 o'clock to feed a crying child. So you have to be mentally prepared and have a lot of help. I feel like having a 24-hour yaya and a midwife or a midwife um, will really be helpful. Um, they can get a little bit costly, but it's so worth your mental health. Like with Theo, I didn't have a 24-hour um, yaya because I wanted to do everything myself. And I learned that I shouldn't have done that. So this time around, I have someone with me, someone helping me all throughout the day. And I, also, I feel like it, it's given me a lot of, um, a, lot of a, a lot of a runway to like really come back from being pregnant. And I have a better bond with my son at this stage. Oh, and how have you explained the current global situation to Theo? Has he asked you about it? Because there are so many changes, I'm sure. At three, he doesn't really notice much, I guess, um, except for that he doesn't go to school or we don't have any more play dates. I just keep it real with him. I know he's just three, but I try to explain things about the real world, just not like scary stuff. So I just tell him, like, you know, there's a virus out there. It's a little bit dangerous. So let's just stay home because people are getting sick. We can't ride airplanes. And then, like, when we see his grandparents or we see other people, we just, we, we remind him, like, no kissing or always wear your mask. And I guess if, if you don't make it sound like a really bad thing, they're okay with it. So, like, when he leaves the house, he loves it. It's like, Mom, we have to wear a mask now. Where's your mask? You might get germs. So, like, we just kind of make it encouraging. It's easy that I have a three-year-old that I don't have to explain that much of it yet. Wow. And... How has motherhood changed you? What's your favorite thing about it? I think it's made me less selfish and more conscious. You know how when you're young, like everything's about you and what you want to do. Um, now that I have children, I think about them more. And it's not just them. Like it's made me more aware of 
other people around me. Like, you know, I have to think about others. And because you want to try to try to lead by example and teach him or teach her, him or her, your children, how you you wish for them to treat others. So I feel like it's made me a less selfish person. And I want to use my time more with my children. That's so beautiful. I'm taking notes for the future. <laughs> and did you ever have to deal with <laughs> postpartum depression in the past? We recently released a story in our Grounded Journal featuring Sam Valenciano where she talked about it. Um, and she, she said it, it really took her by surprise, but she overcame it. And she wishes that you know moms could talk about it more so it wouldn't be such a taboo topic. And if you did go through it how did you handle it i'm not sure if i really went through postpartum depression per se but as a first time mom with theo i really felt like okay no one talks about it and no one says this but it sucks like having a newborn baby sucks especially if you're a first time mom because you are still a very selfish person um, like it's not a bad thing it's just the stages we go through in life like And before having children, we just think about ourselves. So it's so difficult to like get up in the morning and then feed them and then this. And then, and then like you don't get anything back. Like the baby's not going to smile at you or do anything back with you until it's about three or four months. So there's no reward there. And then you're laboring and pumping and your breast, everything hurts, your body hurts, you're recovering, you're exhausted. And I think that's what causes the depression. Like, You just feel so helpless and yeah, it just sucks so much. But like with this, with, um, with Sandro the second time around, I think I was more mentally and emotionally prepared for it. Like I knew it was coming. So like weeks before giving birth, I was already psyching myself up like, okay, be prepared to not rest, be prepared to not sleep, like accept that this will be your lifestyle for the next few months. And I think that really helped me because I am enjoying having my second child so much. Like I enjoy every second of it. Wow. That's great. Yeah. I'm not sure if it happens to everyone, but with me, like it took me such a long time to understand like, how do I like, or to find the love, like the actual fuzzy feelings of like, of staring at your baby and, feel, and feeling an overpour of love. Like it took a long time and That's something that people don't talk about, which I feel very differently about my second child. And I really think it's just the different stages that you are in and your mindset entering motherhood. Yes, agreed. I must say, yeah. Right, Marika? I'm sure we both can relate. Yeah, Karina and, Karina and I both um, had our first kids when we were still in college. You can imagine, like, nobody is at the same stage in life as you. Everyone's still partying. Everyone's still focused on themselves and their future. And here you are having a baby. And like it was like one of the hardest times for me. I didn't feel that instant connection. I didn't feel like an instant mother. I didn't, like you said, I didn't feel the warm, fuzzy feeling staring at my baby. But wow, the second one, I am, I mean, I'm still breastfeeding until now. I didn't even realize I would make it almost eight months. Because uh, my first, I only lasted five. And I was already mixing at two, mixing formula at two. So yeah, it's, it's really different. I just want to say thank you so much for sharing that with us because it's, 
really rare for people to be so real. You know, you see, you only see clearly the best on social media, like when everyone's all cleaned up and um, all these shoots. But then it's good to know. And I'm definitely taking note. And I really do think it's it's really good to know both sides. Of course, there's the unconditional love you do eventually feel, but then it would be nice if more people talked about the preparation period, like you said, mentally and physically. Like the weeks before, it's like get all the rest you can, do what you can to make it smooth, and have your family members on standby if you can't get help, etc. So thank you. And, and I really agree with everything you said about acceptance. And I think it applies to almost everything, whether it's the pandemic or giving birth and just kind of accepting and not wishing that we were in a different situation and just accepting it. it is what it is and we have to make the best of it. So we all know you run multiple businesses and each one we can say is very successful. Can you share with us your quote-unquote formula like do you follow a certain formula or guide on how to build a successful business venture okay well thank you for that um i guess you only hear about the the successful ones you don't really hear about the ones that didn't really take off so much but i think what the real formula is just to always do everything with heart and with good intentions and the rewards will follow. Like you can't really set up a business and well, I guess you're supposed to set up a business and aim for money, but you can't really set it up and just make your end goal all about the income. You have to like set it up as something that you, you will be proud of, something with heart, with good intentions. And, um, and then the rewards, like I said, will, will follow. Because I guess that's what happens with me. Because most of my businesses are really passion projects that kind of like spin out of control and then become like a new business. But yeah, and you know how they say you never work a day in your life if you like what you're doing? Well, yeah, you have to work every day in your life whether or not you like what you're doing. Even if it's your favorite job in the world, even if it's taking care of plants or doing your most favorite hobby, there is work involved. Just do it with a light heart. If you're happy with what you do, and you'd like to be your own customer, or you'd like your own products, then that's it. Right. It's just like being a mom. Exactly. Like, you just, just do you. Don't compare yourself to the other brand. Um, and most of my brands are all actually like these small ones. They're very, like, startup. I don't bother with knowing who my competition is or what my competition is. I just do my own thing. And it actually works better because, like, you don't get influenced by other factors out there and you don't concentrate on who the competitors are like what they're doing yeah and like oh i have to do this as well because just so they're doing this okay do you run each of your businesses alone or do you have a dedicated team for each of them um so i have a team for each one so like with the events i have a partner and we have a team and then for milk easy and blue proof I have partners and then it's actually the same team as the events, but my partners are just different. And then for um, Funness, something personal and Tropicali, um, that's, an, that's an entirely separate team. But yeah, I'm very fortunate to have great partners and an awesome team under each brand to help me through this. It would be very difficult to run a business in the pandemic if you didn't have a supportive team. 
Which one would you say was the most challenging business to start? Like, which was the easiest and which was the most challenging? Probably the most challenging would have been Tropicali. It's because it was totally uncharted territory for me. I knew nothing about Rattan except that I wanted a ton of things made for myself and I wanted everything Rattan around me. So I had, and I, I have a really hard time with um, suppliers that aren't in-house because I just have a certain way of doing things. So in the beginning, I was doing, I was having someone else make our stuff and, and the communication was so challenging and I didn't understand how the product, like I didn't understand how products were made out of Britain. And eventually I had to set up my own manufacturing for it so that I could have everything done my own way. Wow. Um, I'm kind of a control freak like that. Like I need to have things done a certain way. And yeah, so it was, re- it took me maybe over a year to set that up. That was like a passion project that just like exploded, but it's finally running on its own and I'm having a lot of fun with it. Like I, I have like three baby gyms here just because I feel like it Aww. out of Rattan, like, I really like having the ability to have stuff made. So for the easiest brand that I set up would have been Funness because I already had the setup of, a, of my workers and my manufacturing to make those things. And actually how Funness started was that I started making like cute toys and gifts for my friends. And then I got pregnant and then made stuff for myself. And then again, it became a business. But Really, the people who make it were the people who are manufacturing my things for me for something personal and for my bags also before. So that was quite easy to set up. We all know being a mom is a full-time job. And it seems like you have time management pinned down. And I know I need some tips on time management. Like you said, when everything is happening at the same time, I feel like that's my life all the time. Like I'm pregnant, I'm launching a website, like this is going on, I'm moving homes, like everything's always happening at the same time. And I feel like I do need advice on time management skills. I'm sure there are a lot of moms out there that need it too, or not not even if just moms, but just anybody trying to balance, finding the work-life balance. Can you give us some tips? I know I need some. And what is your typical day and week like these days? Okay, time management not so good at I don't manage my time at all everything just happens in like um, spurts throughout the day what you have to do though is do each thing individually I don't have a schedule because I feel like having a schedule even overwhelms me more that like oh my god I'm not I'm supposed to be doing this by 10 I'm supposed to be doing this by one so I kind of just let the day flow and unfold um, also because most of my work isn't really, like, I'm not at a desk. I'm mostly like coordinating, answering questions, like telling my staff what to do or like discussing plans with my partners. So there's never really a schedule for it. How my life runs throughout the day, a day in my life is that I wake up in the morning. I shouldn't do this, but I check my phone. I, the first thing I do is I check my phone. I check for, cause I wake up really late. I wake up at like, 10 every day so I check my phone for all important things that I need to get to and that's usually how I find out the kind of day I'm going to have so like if there's a lot of things happening I will 
send my children off to the playroom and stay there for the rest of the day. Um, then I'll just visit them. And if it's going to be a light day, then I'll like, I'll go to my kid, I'll go to Theo, I'll hang out with him a bit, do a few activities, and then I go back to work, which I feel is really helpful to have a few minutes with him first and then tell him, okay, I'm done playing with you now, I'll see you later, then can just come back to me later, as opposed to like, I'm working now and then he comes to me and I'm shooing him away, which makes me feel so bad all the time. And I'm sure all moms now get this mom guilt because all our kids are home. We have nowhere to send them and we have, and they require so much attention that like we can't really shun them away. They're our children and they, they need us more than, more than ever now. And they need our patience more than ever now. So what I do is, I make sure he gets he gets a dedicated 30 minutes to an hour every day. And at his, when I'm working, the first time he comes to me, I always put down my phone or my laptop and say, okay, I'll put my work away and play with you now. When I'm done, you have to let me go back to work, okay? So when he comes back to me the second time, I'll be like, we played, we already played earlier, but now this is mommy's time to work. Um, can we Can we play later? And then like, he's a bit more understanding when you do it like that than pushing him away the first time. Of course, there's still times he'll be like, he'll come to me and shut my laptop completely and tell me to stop working. But I just tell him to go play outside or something, which he enjoys also. What actually makes it difficult for me is that I am anti-television. I don't let him watch, watch TV so much. But now in this pandemic, I have opened my mind to the television. I let him watch a little bit of TV now also. So he gets about an hour a day which is very helpful also. And really in terms of time management, it's right now I just really find my best way to, to juggle playing with Theo and working. And then everything in between is like, we'll just figure it out when we get there. I have no schedule at all. Wow. Wait, I must ask though, what's your take on gadgets and kids? And screen time. Like sometimes I feel so guilty like letting my child just stay on the iPad for like a few minutes. But I do limit her like, let's say, oh, okay, you can watch like two episodes of this show and then you're done. You just. But then, you know, I know some moms were so anti like TV, anti iPads. Like they totally judge you when they see your child holding an iPad or even a phone. Okay, so I am one of those moms who don't let my kids play with an iPad or watch TV which I have opened up to now during the pandemic. And um, that's just my personal um, preference. I just don't want him in front of a TV all the time. We have so much toys at home. We basically have Funness headquarters upstairs, so he has no excuse to not play. And um, I don't feel that it's bad that you do it or anyone else does it. Like, you do you. Everyone has their own parenting style. It's just that my parenting style is without the screens because I want him to use his hands more and use his mind more. But I do have a favorite show now. It's my best friend. It's Number Blocks. Like he is so good with math now because of that show. So I feel guilt, completely guilt-free when I let him watch that show. Wow. Thanks for the tip. I'm going to try out that Number Blocks. <laughs> Audrey, you're in events and so you know like 
when there's an event and it's crunch time, you're working, 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 or if you're launching a new product, there's a lot of momentum. And for me, that's that's the nature of my business too. The events or we're launching, we're launching an exhibit or we're launching a website. I feel like I have bouts of creativity and productivity where I'm like working, but then once that's over, I find it hard to gain momentum again or getting started for me is the hardest part. Like, does that ever happen to you? And how do you find the motivation or where do you, like, can you give advice on how to get started again? I think that events has already become my way of life. I have been planning events for the past 10 years. This is the only time in my life I'm not planning an event right now. So I think with me, with the event planning, right after one event's done, we're already halfway planning the next one. So it's just a continuous um, effort on my part. But in terms of like starting a new project, I think that um, you just find the most, the best way to like kickstart um, yourself is to find the most exciting thing about the event or or the project that you're going to work on. Like focus on what excites you about it and you're not going to be able to stop yourself from starting. Okay, that's the most challenging thing. Getting started again or, and I guess compartmentalizing, even though it's just mostly coordinating and I can do things from my phone, I really have a hard time like just getting to do it. But once I do it, I'll go like all the way, but it's really just, yeah, that starting point for me. You know um, what I feel helps nowadays? Like, I know that we're all tech. I guess the Tita and me just goes analog, like a notebook and a piece of paper with like bullet points of a to-do and a to-do list really helps me. I don't use sticky notes. I don't use the notepad in my phone. I still have a notebook and I write everything down because it's really satisfying to put a check mark when you're done. You can also physically see like what you have to do because there's so much goes on in our phones now. We're like, we're on WhatsApp, we're on Instagram, we're chatting with people, we're answering emails. If you go to your notepad, it's kind of, you kind of don't pay that much attention to it anymore. But if you have like a real physical notebook and you're writing things down and reading them, it's easier to move forward. That's why they say journaling is such a powerful tool because there's really something different. It's a different feeling you get when you put pen to paper and you get your thoughts out um, as compared to just, you know, typing on a laptop or your phone. Totally. What would you say is a habit or quality you want to either rid yourself of or achieve? We're all works in progress. So what is something you are working on? I am working on spending more time with my kids. I guess after having my second baby, it made me feel how like how fast time is comparing my two children. When I look at them, it's like, where has time gone? I, I totally like missed the whole first three years of Theo's life. Well, obviously I didn't, but that's how it feels. Like it just went by so fast and it makes me want to really treasure every moment and be there for every moment, which isn't really possible, but I would like to spend more time with my kids. So I try to be less of a control freak with my businesses. What I've been trying to do lately for the past year is to transition most of my tasks to someone else. And I'm trying to like let go and just stop sweating the small stuff. I just have to trust that my employees can do it. Even for my social media accounts, I used to handle all of them. So now I, I don't handle any of my business accounts anymore so that I can have more time with my family. 
And during discouraging times, what do you do to stay motivated and inspired? Right now, I just feel like this is a long pause. And like we're just all on a reset now. Everyone's on the same boat. Really, the best way to power through is just count your blessings. Be grateful for what you have and carry on. A lot of our businesses are not doing that well, or even if it's not just because just being at home, some people aren't coping with it that well. And I think that like we should just we shouldn't cry over spilled milk. There's no more time for that. We just have to like pick up the pieces and carry on. Like there's there's no more looking at the past of what could have been. Um, right now we just have to look forward, look at what we have now, and see what we could make out of it. That's I think how I stay motivated. Like I just try to look at the future and appreciate what I have right now. How were your businesses affected by the pandemic? I know you made masks and PPEs, and beautiful masks too by Tita Caress. You, I love how you implemented her artwork on the masks. They're so fun. And your visors are awesome. What sort of changes did you have to make in your operations and production? Well, first, we completely shut down. And then we, when, we, when we first opened up, we did a little bit of donations. So that's how the PPE started, actually. And then from there, when our donations or when the pledges dried up, I decided that we could start business again since there weren't people donating things anymore. And that's when we started doing business. When we started, we opened up Fun Nest and something personal in Tropicali. I am lucky that most of my staff are stay in. So we are able to manufacture, not at the same pace as before, but almost because they live with us and they're happy to be there because they're safe also. Well, that's for my, for funness and something personal in Tropicali. With Momzilla, that was an entirely different story. We shifted from an events company to e-commerce in a week. That was crazy. But we finally got the ball rolling now. We're, we're getting used to it. We had to adjust everything. Like my graphic artist is now our tech girl. Like everyone had to change what they were doing and um, make the shift. We had to find a way to shift from physical event to an online event, which is what we did first. We did an online sale and then that did well. So we made it a permanent website now, which is, which, so you can log on to momzillaph.com and find all of your baby essentials. You don't have to wait for our events anymore because we're there all the time now. It's not on sale, but we do have sales still. So we've been having the online sales scheduled the same time as the physical events were supposed to be. I miss events so much, but well, the online sales are fun too. They're exciting. Do you think we can expect something new from you sometime soon? Like maybe after this whole pandemic is over? No more. I've promised my husband that no more. And plus, I am trying to spend more time with my children. I have no plans of making new businesses anymore. But you know, you never know what the next thing I'll be passionate about is. So we'll just have to see. And there's still so much you can do with your current brands. Yes. Well, Tropicali was actually just a spin-off of Funness. After making children's toys, I decided to make um, stuff for the house. So that was kind of a spin-off. And um, so let's see. I have no idea what the next spin-off is going to be. But right now, I'm super excited still with Milk Easy and with, um, with all of my current brands. Like 
we are adding new things and still creating a lot of things. Exciting! I wish your product existed when I was still breastfeeding. I know, like things just change so fast. Like the things that we have now are so different already from what they were when, when I gave birth to Theo three years ago. Like everything is always changing. Like there were no wireless pumps three years ago. So yeah, I, lo- I love my new Milk Easy projects. <laughs> yeah, I mean, I'm, I'm, I'm 24-7 on my Milk Easy bra when I pump. Okay, we're on to our last question. Thank you so much for being with us. And of course, it's what keeps you grounded? Okay, what keeps me grounded is I truly believe that you should just always be you. Life is already so complicated with all of the different facets that like we have to be a mom, an entrepreneur, a wife, a friend, a daughter. Just be the most comfortable person that you can be. And that is yourself. Be a good example to your kids. Like be a person that you want to, your kids to be. Of course, it's not that easy for all of us, but at least you're, you can be more aware to be a kinder person, to teach our children to be kind also, because everyone is going through their own journeys and challenges. There's no room for judgment. I really think that what keeps me most grounded is to, to rid myself of all judgment. It doesn't help anyone to judge in, in our pandemic today. And in every, even when we're not in a pandemic, it's just, just better to treat everyone with kindness because you don't know what everyone's going through. Beautiful. One thing I wanted to add to all the moms, like all the first time moms and new moms I didn't get to mention earlier, is um, you're enough. You are enough. You're enough for your children. Um, you might see other people on Instagram with all of these activities, cooking all of these different foods being like the best playmate, but that's what their children needs. What your children needs is exactly what you are. You were given your child because you're the mom. So you don't have to feel mom guilt about anything. And besides, everything you see on social media is so filtered. (laughs) So just always remember that you're enough for your children. Don't push yourself more than you can really manage. That's really great advice. Thank you so much. I really love your advice of not judging. I mean, it's it's something we all do and we really have to be aware and catch ourselves. And now more than ever, we really can't judge someone. Like we, we're not in their shoes. We're all going through our own experiences and we all do things for our own reasons. And while everyone's arguing about political things and different points of views and it's so easy for us to start judging each other and we really have to catch ourselves and be aware so yeah thank you for sharing that also really loved you be you because you do you girl no one else can and no one can fill your own shoes so might as well get comfortable in them like you said and live your best life live your fullest life Thank you, Audrey. Thank you. Thank you for having me. Yeah, we hope everyone listening gained you insight and inspiration from Audrey. We definitely did. Take care, stay safe, and we'll catch you on the next episode of Grounded Radio.